This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, is racism keeping us awake at night? Will corporations keep using social justice to sell us piss water? And Henrietta Lacks and the black mistrust of the racist healthcare system. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. She's like shaking her head and smiling. Oh, yeah. I was just like revving up. You know, you got. I gotta move my body sometimes. Get pumped. Get pumped. <laughs> well, Jay's pumped. I'm pumped now, yo. What's up? Nothing. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. Hey, we're two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay, and, and this, this is Tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Jay. Ah. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking strawberry Earl Grey. Me too. Yes, yes. It's, it's really delicious. Good. I realized that caffeine helps to stabilize my mood. I know that that's like old school, like a duh, but I was trying to stay off caffeine. Anyway. That's addiction. Um. Yeah, well, you do what you got to do. Hey, I'm addicted to things too. You do what so, you got to do. So. I was just using an adjective yeah. for, for it. But no, but even if I'm not having caffeine, I don't think I'm addicted to caffeine. It just feels you really good. You just said it regulates your mood. Right, right. <laughs> right, but we pre-established on previous episodes that I have a mental health condition. So it's not from addiction. It just helps my mood because I need mood stabilizers. Anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way for our new listeners, um, what else is popping? Um... Be sure to use our hashtag while you listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag Tea with QJ. You can use that on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We always check that out to see what you guys are saying yep. about us because we're vain and we just like to be talked about. So true that we created hashtag to watch you do that shit. Mm-hmm. So that's what's going on with that. And also, 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 we're recording at Bonfire Radio Studios. Hey. And today we have Dialect on the boards Dialect from the Bunch and Budget podcast, which is actually, I fangirl them. <laughs> <laughs> They're definitely an awesome show, and you can catch them in the rotation on bonfireradio.com. And you can also check them out um, if you just want to listen to them through the iTunes podcast app. They're there as well, yeah, Brunch yeah. and Budget. Yes. Um, you can, if you'd like to support this podcast, Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, you can drop some money in the collection plate by donating to our PayPal or our Patreon. Um, if you want to donate to our PayPal, you can give us any amount of money. We'll take it. We love it. Our Patreon, we're trying to get all of our listeners to donate $2 a month, $2, just $2 a month. Just $2. That's it. That's $24 a year. If all of our listeners donate $2 a month to us, we'll be fucking set. Um, if you don't want to donate $2, if you want to donate more than $2, if you want to donate a dollar, I guess you could yeah. do that. Um, or, 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 what, or, what, or, what, or what? you can just like share the show. Tell, right. Tell five friends about this show. Do that. Do That's that. Do that. You want to hit us with the links? Oh, I thought you had your phone out and shit. Like you were reading stuff. I thought you were just going to do that. Oh, I have it out because I'm going to read stuff later. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> You were looking at it. It's a prop. It's a prop. Um, so yes, if you want to just hit us on the PayPal, that's T what is it? PayPal.me slash T with QJ. Yep. Um, or it's Patreon slash T with QJ. Um, mm-hmm. if that's too much work, you can go to T with Queen and J.com 
click the donation button, and then both of those options are also on that page. That's right. And then once again, PayPal donations are for a one-shot deal, or you can come back and donate to the PayPal as many times as you want, any amount that you want, like Casey does, (laughs) the big dog Casey. Or you can, again, subscribe to our Patreon and donate $2 or more a month. And we appreciate you either way. So much, so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking of the guacamole, um, we got Patreon. More people subscribed to our Patreon last week. And yep, yeah. and we got donations we to got our PayPal. Yep. So I wanted to thank um, Max. I'm going to give libations to Max, to Avery and Winique for hitting the PayPal. We okay. appreciate you. Thank you. And then I, d- I don't know how to pronounce this name, how to pronounce, um, but um, she's one of our listeners, our throwback listeners. I pronounced it Deidre before, but I don't think that's how you pronounce it. It's D-E-O-R-I-D-H-E. Okay. I don't know how to say it. I can't it. spell like that. I have to see it written down. Here, I want like you to I look at it. I want, it. I want you to air. look at it and see because I don't want to. My brain don't work that way. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what that says. <laughs> I would have well, made the same guess. Right, me. right. DG, we love you. We appreciate you and your continued support. Thanks for becoming a patron of the podcast. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um, what else is up? Um, did you have any libations? Um, not any I can say on the air. Oh my God, you have sex patients. All the time. That's nasty. Because <laughs> they're like actually libations. <laughs> anyway, so just for new listeners, libations are our shout outs. So they are, we pour one out for things that we love, people that we love, things that are giving us black joy, people who support us, all that good shit. Uh, we got a note this week via our Instagram. Okay, so Passport to Life on instagram says i know that one yeah yeah by heart okay i'm just saying i see that one a lot hey Hey, um so she's kind of uh responding to what we talked about last week we talked about um children and consent for non-sexual touch yeah um so asking a kid for a hug as opposed to just giving them a hug and then last week we kind of debated should we even ask kids for hugs because we're putting them in an awkward position yeah because not every kid knows um that saying no thank you is an option or it's uncomfortable even for adults it's uncomfortable to say no to shit right um so passports to life says In regards to Jay and her concern about physical interaction with children, throughout my years of working with children, somewhere along the way, I learned a handshake, high five, or a hug as options when interacting with young people. I have since added in a nah. I added that because it gives them an an option to actually say no and feel comfortable with it. It's an option and acceptable... It's an option and acceptable to say no or yes, working with their comfort levels. I love that idea. Yeah. Adding a nah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, giving them a like, way out without forcing them to figure out how to say no. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then Passport says, thanks for everything. Also, thank you, Jay, for crying. It does mean a lot to hear your story. Please keep sharing. You make me feel better about my tears. Aww. Thank you, Passport to Life. I appreciate you. I like this idea. I'm going to incorporate that. Handshakes, high fives. 
And I like high fives. I use high five a lot at work with the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I'm uncomfortable hugging kids because right. my breasts are large and they're right, height right, of my right. breasts. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's weird. Yeah. But um, I do high fives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm going to do more of that. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. All right. Then you're not like in their space. Right. You know? And it's still, it's still like a form of like affection. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I didn't want to be so cold. To me, it's like introducing this kind of cold formal thing that we yeah. do, this handshake shit yeah. when I want to actually be affectionate, mm-hmm. but also acknowledge. Or we just fist bump them. Right. Or fist bump. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I like that. The fist bump, the high five or the nah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That That's cool. Yeah, I think that's that a good cool. idea. Yeah. I like that. All right. All right. Thanks, all right. Passport to life. Thank you. Giving us passports to life. Like literally. Aww. Yeah. She does. So libations to you. We appreciate that. Um, are you ready to get into the shit that we have today? Yeah, let's get into tea talk. Let's do it. So um just yesterday I finally watched the um Henrietta Henrietta Lack story. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was adapted, um, I think, from more than just a book. But um, Oprah and um, Alan Bell. Well, Oprah won free, but we're like kind of like friends. So I call her Oprah. Are y'all friends now? No, okay. we're like we have a weird relationship, but we, we she's still auntie. Okay. Love and respect each I got other. you. That's fair. But I call her out on things. Mm-hmm. So they need to be called out. That's on. a healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of the book? Um. What was the name of the book? I don't know. Okay. Um, because your Google's people. Okay. <laughs> well, you know what was the name of the movie? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm gonna call it the Henrietta Lack story. That's what I called it. Okay. But I don't remember if that's the name of a thing. Right, right. Okay. Um So what was it on HBO? Yeah, it's on HBO. Um, it's not even it's not even like crazy long. It's like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. It was really really nice. I had known Henrietta. Well, let me tell you about Henrietta Lacks. So Henrietta Lacks was a black woman who died of cervical cancer in 1951 in the Baltimore area um, of the U.S. And during one of her cervical biopsies, they took the cancerous cells. They mm-hmm. took her cells and um use them for science research up until now like they still use her cells mm-hmm. oh this the immortal life of henrietta lax okay. that's the book in the um yep it is mm-hmm. that's the name of it because mm-hmm. her cells are immortal because they're still fucking using them yep. shit. um so they took her cells or been using them for science been making money off of them for science which they say they haven't been but i'm sh- they they have like right. there's no way that you're using these cells for research for cancer for they use it for aids research they mm-hmm. use it for um so many lots of stem cell research. Right. Like they've used, they call them hella cells because they want to erase her name because mm-hmm. we love to erase black women from everything. Right, right. Um, so they were calling them hella cells. And then in around 1975, um, the family was notified, but the family was only notified because they were basically, they thought maybe they might, they started to question if these cells can still be like immortal. Mm-hmm. Cause they were basically the cells were immortal because they keep dividing. If they are in a certain an environmental condition, mm-hmm. um, cancer cells just keep dividing. Um, so they started to question that they could do that. So they seeked out the family to 
like test their blood and to oh see. to get more yeah stuff from but them. but that's right. when the family was notified of this mm-hmm. but they made it seem as if um you just want to make sure that you can't get cancer right right because i was listening to some to somebody else talk about it and they were saying that um even the family's blood and stuff was tested without their knowledge yes yeah. they thought they were being tested because it's like let's make sure you were not you're okay yeah we're protecting yeah. you yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so for me i had known her story but what made me want to see the movie was honestly because people just kept saying oprah's acting was really good all i remember with that is i didn't watch the movie i just was watching the commercial with her and that little salt and pepper gray hair and her saying, my mama, this is all I have for my mama. And I just decided I was going to opt out. It's <laughs> like, you know what? You know, this, Oprah loves struggle. Right. I was like, shit. this. I love Oprah and I defend her as much as I can, but this looks like some black misery shit and I'm not here for it. I'm here for black joy, good no. times, Oprah's weed and crab legs. black misery. Okay. That's her lane. Was it black and That's miserable? It wasn't black and miserable to me, but like everyone who listens to the show, they know that I have like a deep interest in science, especially right. medical science. Right, right, right. Um, so for me, that's what it was. And okay. I already knew the story, so I knew what to expect. Okay. Um, so I I didn't cry. Okay. Um, it didn't make me cry. I didn't mm-hmm. feel sad feelings. I just felt the same regular, I hate you, white motherfucker Right, feelings, right. You know? Just standard issue, white supremacy, day-to-day yes, stuff. Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. And then the people I was watching and with hadn't known the story. Right. So it was nice to see them like learn something. Yeah. I need um, a buddy when I watch shit like that. Yeah, you probably need a buddy. Yeah. You probably need a buddy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed the movie. Um, I like that the movie followed the author of the book, which her name is, um, Rebecca Skluth. Um, the movie follows her as she gets researched to make the book, but I appreciated that she wasn't like a huge center of the story. Mm -hmm. Um, we mostly were following Oprah Winfrey's character. Okay. Somebody was saying, somebody gave it like a negative. I saw somebody on Facebook who felt like it was it was centered the white lady too much. Do you, um, what do you think? I don't think they did because she actually wrote the book. Right. So how do they the avoid? Movie, yeah. Like how do you avoid her? She okay. wrote the book mm-hmm. and the movie is following her and her getting a research mm-hmm. and obtaining information for the book. Right. Um, and it shows how much she needed that family to write the book. Mm-hmm as opposed to um her just writing this book right um that does sound a little does make me think a little bit of the help because that was the same kind of thing when she was interviewing the maids mm-hmm. um so she could write the book and shit but um there was a part where oprah's character like goes in on her mm-hmm. and that's not what we, we don't see that so i oh, appreciated okay, seeing okay. oprah like go in on her Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell the distress throughout most of the movie for Oprah's whole family against this white woman. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like she was just hopping and being a savior because they right. were calling her out left and right also. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me, I guess I didn't see that. I feel like sometimes, and you could tell, I'm hopefully, it sounds like this is not what was happening, but I feel like sometimes when black characters call out the white protagonist or whoever the fuck is in the movie, it's always framed as it be coming from either like a place of ignorance or like... Um, like they have this, uh, they have this like sage kind of like wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like it's either framed as this black people mm-hmm. are gonna, these naive black folks are actually in their naivete teaching this white person something, or they're angry at this white person because they're ignorant. 
I think that they did a good job of showing why these people didn't trust nobody. Right. Um, they show that the people came and took the blood and it was like they thought it was for, for some other reason. Mm-hmm. They showed that this other lawyer, so they were, um, this is a spoiler alert if you didn't see it, but they showed that this other person pretended to be a lawyer and tried to like, rep- like represent them and all of this mm-hmm. shit. Like they were yeah. very jaded right. because lots of shit has happened to them since their mother's mm-hmm. death. Um, White folks love pretending to be somebody that has authority to do something that they don't yeah. have authority to do. So it was a, like they, to me, they gave context as to why these people did not trust them. Mm-hmm. And it also gave context to regular stuff that people don't understand about science. Like it, mm-hmm. I don't think it had anything to do with race because there was some instances where Oprah character would say, they've cloned my mother. And clearly they didn't clone the actual right, mother. They right. just cloned the cells. But I think for like anyone who is not into science would just say, y'all motherfuckers is cloning my mother. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see that stuff as igno- like mm-hmm. black ignorance or ignorance tied to blackness right. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like at all. Like I wasn't, I wasn't getting those um, tones mm-hmm. from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't getting that at all, okay. to be honest. Mm-hmm. I did like that they still try to inject Henrietta's life in it because mm. no one ever hears about Henrietta's life um you always just hear about what she herself has produced but no one really knows about her life she died at about 31 mm. so she didn't really yeah um but they made sure to have clips of like her um her life based on what the family told the writer so mm. I never read the book but I'm assuming that's what the writer was trying to do because right. the woman was a science journalist, but she's like, I want to tell the story of this woman rather than just like they took her cells and this is what her cells produced mm. or whatever. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, but it made me think of, okay. So there was one instance where one of Henrietta's daughters, whom they didn't, they did say her name, but I'm sorry. It's mine at the moment, but Oprah's character did not know her because it was an older sister and she was mentally disabled. Mm. And I appreciated that the whole family was like, if you write about us, you write about all of us. You're not going to erase her. Right. Um, which, um, especially for that time, because the mother, I think the mother raised her till about four, and then she gave her to an institution. Mm-hmm. Um, erasure of disabled people is just like, that's like the norm. Yeah. Um, especially in um, the 1940s. Because mm-hmm. um, if you could not, work or if you could not you know it was like a survival thing yeah um so i and i get that but i appreciated that they still kept the woman in the story Mm -hmm. um and still kept her life in the story because within the story um opa's character was still researching that sister also okay so she goes and looks for the, the in the um institution she was in finds out that they actually did some experiments on her um so i like that for me it made me think of how science and the institution of science has been very racist. Yeah. It Um, it also makes me think of like how... Racist and ableist. Yeah. Right. How when you, because we know each other, we'll be talking about some shit that our parents did or did not do because they didn't want science to fuck with us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Like I have rotten ass tonsils in my mouth, in my my neck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because my mother was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. We don't trust that. Right, right. Some of us... uh, It's not going to kill you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some of us, me and my siblings were said to, oh, they should be taking this kind of medication. And my family was like, nope. (laughs) Which is totally fine. But like, can you find an alternative then? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, nope, not my kid. 
it's like okay but like we're struggling with this thing yeah, and yeah. you you know so it just like it kind of brings to mind that and like the tuskegee experiments yeah, and all yeah. the things that have happened to How black, black women folks. were experimented on for gynecology yep. like you know yep. so many instances where black people in this country are just Given reasons not to trust. Reasons not to, yes, trust not to trust industry. the medical industry, not to touch the medical field. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. we're stigmatized and, and stereotyped as people who don't go to the doctor yep. enough. We, we could, a lot of the things you go through could be prevented mm-hmm. if you just went to the doctor mm-hmm. and blah, 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 and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we don't trust this shit yep, for a reason. Yep, yep, Quick tangent. I was having this Twitter back and forth with the sister about, which I never say, but I don't know her. I didn't want to call her a girl. And Anyway, um... <laughs> We were having this Twitter. She was saying that she finds it so annoying when she sees black folks in eight to ten feet of water and they have on the, a floaty around their waist, around their arms. And then she's just like, well, just fucking learn how to swim already or whatever. Right. And I'm like, well, first of all, learning how to swim is a privilege. There's access stuff. There's all this different stuff or whatever. Um and she went on and on about how well they can play ball. They can do this, that, or whatever. Why not prioritize swimming? There's multi, several different layers to that. What the fuck that. is she talking about? I don't know. I don't know. But my whole, what she kept dismissing for me is like all the There's reasons. basketball courts everywhere and balls. Exactly. Access and privilege is different, exactly. you fucking idiot. Who the exactly. hell is this lady? Exactly. <laughs> on Twitter. Um, but also, right, because then she was arguing, oh, you can just go to the YMCA. Whatever the fuck, right? So we. there's a bunch of those. Sure, right. Whatever the fuck. But that aside, also dismissing our history as black Americans with fucking water. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's the water hole shit. There are the pools that we were told that we couldn't get into, that we couldn't share. The fact that we were not allowed to learn how to swim because we were slaves and that was a means for us to escape. Like We were fucking on the fucking ocean for how many months Mm -hmm. chained together like this. Mm -hmm. We have a relationship with water water that doesn't just like go away. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't go away all of a sudden and motherfuckers are like, you know what's a priority? I'm like hungry and dealing with police brutality and like the basketball, basketball court is right there. But you know what? Basketball never used to punish me. I need to get you to swim. Did basketball ever punish you? I got it. Basketball never hurt me ever. <laughs> Except for that time I threw the ball over and outside the park. Well, you heard basketball. Yes, that that's that pretty different. much. But yeah, no, it never basketball hurt me. Basketball has not been a means to oppress black Water, people. however, to this very day... My aunt and uncle live five minutes away from a pool that mm-hmm. they're not allowed to use because of the way that that community is zoned. Has zoned it. Hello, yeah. and these are people. And I said this on Twitter, and she's like, "Well, how come they're not protesting?" If you have all kind of other shit to do, and you can, and you, yeah, swimming is not a priority. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody has time for that shit. Anyway, anyway, I say that to say how we're talking about. Uh, how black folks are called ignorant for not going to the doctor, how we're called ignorant for choosing not to do a lot of things yeah. that have historical foundations as to why we as a community don't fuck with dogs necessarily. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't fuck with dogs. We don't fuck with water. We don't fuck with the doctor in certain ways yes. because of actual shit that has happened to us. Not yes. because we just don't know. It's not because of that. We do know. We've been there. We tried it. We don't, don't like it. It doesn't work for us. Doesn't not into it. Trust it. Into it, like what, and then even within the movie, they were talking about um, John Hopkins is where this happened to her. Mm. That famous John Hopkins, this great medical institution. Yeah. So, this is where this happened to us. And then there's little bits in the movie where they don't go into it further, but people talk about their distrust for that hospital within that, within a I guess between the 1950s and maybe 1970s, mm-hmm. because they're like, uh-uh, don't go in that hospital. There's been black people going in who don't come out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been, um, there was a, 
Sorry, I didn't remember all the characters. I've heard names. that sentence, by the way, about so many things. No, uh, people go in there, they, they don't, don't come out, out, girl. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's just, like, right. They don't come out. Right. Um, one of the one of Henrietta's sons, he was in prison for a lot of his life, but he was talking, um, about how he was like when when he would broke, he would just go there to like do experiment stuff mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. them, and it's like money, yeah. yeah, to get money, mm-hmm. and it's like people are not thinking about. How these people do whatever they want. And they take advantage of the fact that you're poor. Yeah. Um, so they can experiment. You know, like shit like that. But it's, why would you trust yep. these things? These people literally in this movie were like, people go in that hospital mm-hmm. and don't come out. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Black mm-hmm. people don't go in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're faulted for not trusting this medical system. It's mm-hmm. like weird. And then even with her, but Henrietta, she discovered her own lump on her cervix. Mm. Um, she described in the movie that she put she went in a bathtub, a warm bath, put her finger in herself and felt the lump on her cervix. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. For me, I don't know about what the medical industry was like then, because that was, you know, the fifties, maybe the forties when she found her lump. I don't know, because mm-hmm. she died in nineteen fifty one. But to to feel your own lump just seems like in your cervix. Mm-hmm. It seems like heavy yeah. to me. And then it's like, it's like, I understand healthcare is expensive and this, this and that, but I, I think it's, it's like lots of pieces of like, it was like glass as well. Like, I guess I'll go to the doctor now. Mm-hmm. And the fact that because healthcare is scarce, because healthcare for a black woman is scarce, because the distrust of the health system, that this woman had to fucking feel for her own fucking cancerous lump on her cervix, right. on her cervix. So it kind of was like, whoa, mm-hmm. um, for me. And, and it's like, that was the time where I felt like, oh my God, like what I felt like heartbroken mm-hmm. or where I felt like emotional. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I can't imagine like putting my finger in myself just to feel my, oh, it was yeah. just, a, you know, just like, oh, for me, not oh, like in a yucky way, but just like this place is so gross. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I enjoyed the picture. Mm-hmm. I suggest people see it. That's cool. Um, yeah. Cool. I'm gonna find a buddy and watch it. Yeah, watch it with a buddy. Yeah, it's I probably won't find one until uh 2018. But (laughs) but then it was other things because it's like I think about um like this journey that we've been on with this podcast Mm -hmm. and um there was a scene where um Oprah's character clearly she has some type of mental disorder. They don't. There was one part where they described like she's schizophrenic, she's okay. like a list of things. But I, it was one scene where she was clearly having a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. which I get. I would have a mental breakdown too. Um, and then her cousin, I believe, prays with her, and oh, she's no. better again. Oh no! And it was just like, mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. But considering the time, considering the background of that character, considering. Mm-hmm. Um, also not trusting the medical system. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I guess that's why the prayer could work for her. But I mean, like clearly these people, um, this family has been clearly this family needs some some therapy. Mm-hmm. Like clearly, 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 clearly. But everyone who's come to um, show up to get the story. That's the thing that I don't like, I guess, from this white woman, this character who comes in to make sure we tell your mother's story mm-hmm. is that 
No one offered this family help. To this day, this family has not gotten paid right. um, based on the medical research and findings that their mother's cells was able to provide the world, mm. um, which is ridiculous. But it's it's on brand with the narrative mm-hmm, <laughs> of, mm-hmm. of Black people in the world, really. But it's just like how much this family was like raped um, even after the story was told. Right. You know, like what help yeah. has been offered to this family? It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, mm. Yeah, it's just a lot. It made me think about a lot. I'm still unpacking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking about what you said about um about the family praying mm-hmm. for her. I think that um I don't know. I think that is like definitely like we have a history of like doing that instead of getting um like medical assistance Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because of all the things that we mentioned before whatever and i think that there are times when it can get you from one day yeah which i I get yeah in the moment i got it but it was like clearly in the long term of this woman's life yeah yeah she needs way more care right 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 absolutely Um, absolutely i just wanted to acknowledge i think that along with the narrative that like Prayer is not the answer to mental illness, and neither are self-help books. Uh, please, family, stop sending them to me, please, for God's sake. I know the fucking glass is half full. I swear to God. Especially for Tennessee. Yeah, I know the glass is half full. Be this whiskey. Is that's not the issue. Full. That's not the issue. Do not tell. Do not invite me to church. That's not the problem. Okay, you want to like come and like clean my house so I can go and get therapy or like do my podcast for a day or some shit so I have time to like do other shit then do that stop sending me mental health books but um but no but I don't along with that narrative I don't want to disregard the fact that like having a supportive community or like if you're having a mental breakdown and somebody like holds you for a while or whatever and prays with you or whatever like there are things there is some substance to that and I think because um black folks as a community have um used that oftentimes instead of therapy or instead of um instead of getting medical attention sometimes in replace of it that it gets like we're not able to have the conversation with nuance you know what i'm saying meaning like that there are times when it is beneficial to have that community but it shouldn't be seen as like the answer like because people are sick and need actual like yeah. need medical that's, attention that's not what that is right 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 i need prayer i need to like sit down and meditate and stuff mm-hmm. too like there's different different ways to recalibrate, recalibrate yourself right. but when it comes to mental illness mm-hmm. um nah yeah nah i <laughs> nah. agree nah. Mm-hmm. no so mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. i feel that well i'm glad that you saw it and um, thanks for talking about that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go see it. And if y'all, if you see it and you have other um, thoughts um, or whatever, you know, hit hit me with it because mm-hmm. maybe there are things I didn't see mm-hmm. um, that you saw. I was eating ice cream too, so <laughs> <laughs> there's that. There's that. There's that. Yeah, um, speaking of ice cream, I love your unitard. It's very cute. It doesn't even look like ice cream, but I like that you're talking it about it. It doesn't. Me. I just was looking for a transition because <laughs> this is not a visual show, but you look adorable. I'm Thank saying you. Thank you. Um, she's wearing all leopard and a great lipstick. Anyway. 
Um, Jay brought this for me, by the way. She's the best. I wasn't friend. fishing for She's that, but it is so cute. Ever. Some you people know. think I'm mean to her, but whatever. <laughs> the sucker dick. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving uh, on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Yeah. So speaking of TV and media and shit like that, has anyone seen that Heineken commercial? I've seen it just now. Right. So there's a Heineken commercial floating around the interwebs. I don't know if they played it on TV. It looks like looks something like, out of the UK or yeah. some shit. Yeah. Um, but I saw it on Facebook floating around and people celebrating that shit. Um, and I ignored it because I was like, this looks like a waste of my time until somebody Same posted it. Yeah, yeah. Until somebody posted it and said, Hey guys, this is a waste of your time. I was like, Oh, I'll read this article. This is how I felt. This is exactly how I felt about it. Uh Didi Delgado wrote an article about it about how why it looks like it's supposed to be like some sort of like liberal open mind open-minded answer to that trash of a pepsi commercial but why it's a problem um so basically in the heineken commercial they group people up i think they're about three groups three, right three groups of two right three pairs. Three, three pairs right so it opens with people talking about their political views right uh most of them half of them are views of hatred <laughs> the other half are more liberal-minded views or whatever. Um, all white men, except for one black woman who is, uh, she talks about and represents for this commercial uh, feminism yeah. and breaking down the patriarchy. Um, the, not all white men, excuse me. They're all white men or the black woman, and then there is a white trans woman. Yes. Um, and... The other group is uh, one is uh, hates trans folks and is paired with a trans, trans woman. woman. This is unpronounced to them. They don't know that they're right. with someone with an opposing right. view of exactly. opposing lifestyle. Yeah. So it opens with them talking. And then the other two white guys are paired up. One thinks that climate change is a joke and the other is really passionate about okay. climate change. Yeah. Right. So it opens with them talking about their views. Then they're paired up. And they have some sort of building thing where they're fucking building some shit they and getting to know together. each other. It's like a little workshop yeah. shit. One of, it seems like one of those annoying work, you know, those work retreats. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> they're on a work retreat. They got it. Somebody, I'm sure they did the trust fall or some shit. Um, they wrote each other little warm, fuzzy notes probably at the end or some shit. Who knows? Um, and then after building what ends up being a bar, right, they... It reveals their personal views. So we see them get to know each other and everyone is all friendly. Yeah. And then um, a video plays of their views and they're both like, oh, and so they're like, now. You're the opposite. Oh no, you're the opposite of I'm you represent everything that I hate. Yeah. You hate trans right, people. Right, right, right. And so they're given the option. Feminism. You, Oh my God, what are we going to do? We got to know each other for the past 20 minutes. Now what? Um, so now they can choose to have a beer with one another and talk about their views or they can leave. So of course everybody chooses to have a fucking beer and it's warm and fuzzy happiness. And I wasted four and a half hours of my, uh, minutes of my life. And then wasted and them again because you showed me the Wasted commercial. it again, showing it to you. Yeah, so Dialect yeah. is infuriated in here. <laughs> He's given the little jerk off sign. We hated it. <laughs> Everyone here hated it. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are not directly to the commercial because it was just, it was long trash. That was a long four minutes. It was a long, it was four minutes worth of trash. I'm looking at it thinking, y'all, y'all British series are not even that long. And this is how long your fucking commercials are. It was longer than all of chewing up. 
<laughs> it was longer than both seasons of chewing gum. Yeah, but what I guess fuck? it was a, it's a mini movie because it makes a statement. I guess first of all, Heineken is not a great beer for me to fucking <laughs> ma- dismantle systems. It's okay? not even a Corona or Guinness. <laughs> yeah, like that is not the right. beer of choice to dismantle systems. Stripe. I'm yeah. sorry, Heineken has not been in any of any of the talks. I've None been of us to. have ever said, "Yo, we about to head <laughs> to song, so you got the Heineken." <laughs> Hey, yo, make sure you bring the Heineken to so so Oh, what, you got Heineken in your purse? No, never. No. Never. That's the wrong bit. That's when you go and you're like, yo, what do y'all got? Oh, everything is gone. It's a Heineken left. Like, oh, fuck. All right. It's free, I guess, you know. <laughs> I guess I'll drink it. Yeah. Yeah. Then you drink it and you're like, why am I drinking this? I guess I'm just trying. Like, just give me four of them, I guess. Maybe the it'll make me feel something. I'm dismantling systems. It is not. It's not the choice. It's not. Um. So that was my first story. Uh. <laughs> My second thought was, I need, um, I need, I need advertisers, mm-hmm. marketers, people who are in charge of branding, to stay out of social justice. Yep. Um, stop trying to commercialize it. When you commercialize it, you make it not real, mm-hmm. and the shit is very real, and people right. are fucking dying. Right. Like, right. like to the extreme, people are dying yeah. for all of those things that they presented in that fucking commercial mm-hmm. people are literally dying mm-hmm. because of patriarchy because of the environment and people not believing mm-hmm. in climate yep, change because of trans hate yes for mm-hmm. people yes mm-hmm. so people are literally dying for this shit for you to like make that shit like just some commercial let's just talk over right. a beer no it's not that simple mm-hmm. people living that no it's not that simple for you to so you to present it that way is like a fucking Joe. Yeah, it's not that simple. And then also, it is we're giving a voice to hatred, right? So somebody who uh, doesn't like trans people, doesn't like human uh, trans adults, that's not somebody who just has like, well, I just think about this yeah, thing that's differently. Just, that's not just an opinion. That's giving a that's voice not... to hatred. Yes, that's giving a voice to hatred. Uh, somebody who, uh, yeah, you can I guess not give a shit about the planet i guess but that's different than being than denying fucking that climate change exists yes you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there are whole communities of folks who can't live off the land anymore because of fucking climate, climate change, change and pollution and shit like that you know what i'm saying uh fucking disacknowledging that uh patriarchy exists or saying that he's the, the he guy said that says that's, mm-hmm. what, that's the word for it says that, it lead, that it leads to misandry and that it's the woman's job to have his babies and a bunch of other foolishness because he's a fool right those are not casual oh i like green and you like pink that's not like a that kind of conversation that's like giving a voice to hatred also this notion of like whenever people like to talk to I, I assume this happens to you as well um to us about like politics and like the things that we talk about here i have to just um, eye roll i have to let them know i rolled my eyes yes yeah, she rolled her <laughs> eyes in her leopard uh bodysuit <laughs> um and orange lipstick yeah it people think that like right that we enjoy we like doing this here this is a safe space it's cool but i don't want to like go to brunch and some motherfucker i never met before it's like oh my gosh did you see what happened on on such on the o'reilly factor let's fucking dissect and talk about this shit i don't enjoy talk like people who say oh they enjoy i love politics i enjoy politics for sport like like it's a fucking sport or a game or a joke those people who say that are typically not 
not affected by right. Yes, that what it's happening. a game. Yeah. It's a game, and we're just watching this. Ch- yeah. It's a Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. we're just watching the fucking chess pieces move. Yes, we're just watching how things fall out. Ooh, and this one didn't really present their argument well, and so now it's this, and you have to and strategize. It's not, to it's me, when it comes cute to that, and fun you're, to you're watch. Not, you're not into politics. You're into debates. Yes. Like you, you, you like debate team yes. shit. That's different yes. than like totally different. It's so totally different. Say different. that you like you are debate. Yeah, some shit like yes. that. You're not into politics. Exactly. Politics actually affects exactly. people's lives. Yeah, so you're either generally is somebody who is unaffected, right? Has the privilege to, to look be, at it as a game yes. and be like, oh, I just find this so interesting. Yes. Um, yeah, or you're somebody who's like sleep. You're a mad sleep. <laughs> you either have the privilege to ignore it, or you don't have the privilege and you don't even know it because you're sleeping. um and so that's to me what this what this commercial was it's just Mm -hmm. like oh these are just folks they're just politics is just people with different views and not uh, groups of people who are being oppressed you know what i'm saying so now they so now they sit and they have a beer with somebody who before this conversation didn't acknowledge their humanity and okay so now this guy who hates women he's sitting and having a beer with a black lady who he doesn't mind and the guy who hates trans folks is now sitting and having a beer with a trans woman and okay so they like that one person but it also allows an escape from actually having to dismantle the system that has helped to set up all the shit and and promotes this hatred and And the hatred how the hatred keeps the system alive and it also gives the oppressed person the trans woman the black the black woman who's a feminist and the person who understands climate change and how it affects the world it gives them work now it's their job to explain to these right. other motherfuckers their humanity. why that stuff is a problem and that they are human and it's, right. it's, it's ridiculous like i don't get why we have to build things together mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i don't get why these people had to erase themselves yes to be human mm-hmm. it's basically what this commercial says is this feeds into the whole like i don't see color mm-hmm. everyone's equal we're the human race mm-hmm. like all of that dumb shit it feeds into that and it's like no when you say they had to erase themselves what do you mean like they they made each of them a blank slate so nobody knew each other's views mm-hmm. or political position or whatever so because I don't know anything about you, then la, 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 oh, la, I can la, go la, into la, this la. with an open heart yes. now because I don't la, know la, anything. La, la, la. Right, now right, I know right. this stuff, and it's like, well, I've already established this commodity. So I guess, I guess it's okay, okay that you're trans. I guess it's okay that you really are into feminism. So, I guess yeah. you can love yeah. the planet. You don't. You seem okay. Yeah. I'll tolerate it from you. you. Yeah. Yeah, that's not dismantling the system, mm-hmm. um, because a person. At either of our workplace, likes you and I, doesn't yep. mean that there yep. is no reason yep. for them to have anti-blackness in them. That does not mean that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a dope person. You All would right. like me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. a dope person. They would like you. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't. Excuse me. But that doesn't help overall as far as dismantling the system or understanding. Mm-hmm anti-whatever, blackness, anti-transness, right, anti-these right. things. And dismantling the system being like best case scenario, it doesn't even at minimum un- acknowledge that there is a system to at be all. dismantled. It's just like, it's, we're these individual people yeah. with these individual views that have nothing to do like with the larger system Like it's always this one-on-one thing. Right. Like hate and, and racism, any kind of oppression is just yeah. one-to-one person basis. And it's mm-hmm. like, let's just have yeah, a beer. Let's yeah. just have a Pepsi. Let's, let's have just a trash use shade moisture. And those things are horrible. 
Heineken tastes disgusting. Trash. Pepsi fucking trash. burns paint off of cars. And trash. Shit. And what's the other one? Shea Moisture. Shea Moisture is trash. Trash. So like, what? I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand. And it's always the need to make the oppressor feel comfortable. Right. Like all of those things mm-hmm. are to make the oppressor feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they're the oppressor. They don't need comfort. They're comfortable as shit. Mm-hmm. Why do they need that? Why the insistence on comforting the fragility, oppressor? Fragility, 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 white fragility, white yeah, fragility. White cis man's fragility. Mm-hmm. It's, oh, it's, just, it's annoying. Yep. Mm, annoying. No liking. Um, so fuck that commercial. Fuck And uh, yeah, fuck that shit. Uh, I'm going to leave a link actually to Dee Delgado's article in mm-hmm. the notes. So if anybody wants to read that, um, you can. I thought it was a good take. Ooh. You want to take, take a, a break? break? Ah, yes. Jinx. You only hey. A favor or like I think we're square. Guess what the year 2017 is. What is 2017? It is about? a year that we give black women our money. Your money? Your yes. money for what? I don't know, but I know we are black women. We are black women. We produce content. We do create and produce content. And we would like your money. That's right. We would like your money. So, like she said, it's 2017. We have a lot of plans for this year, and we need your help to build and grow. We want to thank everybody who's been donating to our PayPal, and we just wanted to encourage anyone who hasn't to pop off and throw us a little yes. bit of money in the yes. collection plate. We appreciate yes. you, and show your appreciation to us with that. Yep. Go to teawithqueenandjade.com. Go to the no donation button, press it and give black women your money. That's right. You can also go straight to PayPal at paypal.me backslash T with QJ. Yes. Money. Yeah. We're going to get some money. Scream. Get the money. So we are back. Hello. Okay. I was waiting for you to do some kind of slapstick. Slap slapstick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the slapstick gal of the crew. Not to be confused with coonery. They're two different things. I guys. actually, I want to say this. Welcome welcome to the fold. Go I want to note this. Go ahead. That if I said this on the show before, that slapstick comedy reminds me of like coonery or like mm-hmm. that white people comedy. But. Okay. Here we go. Not the I same. ran into an episode of the Wayne Brothers. Yes. And I was like, wait, this is slapstick. Wait, this is mad black. What yep. the fuck are you doing, Naima? Yep. Like, we do this. This exists. And there's not coonery happening here. So I just wanted to man. make sure, since I said that on the show, Thank that I say this on the show. That. And that's, that's why, you see how I gave you the space to do your slapstick? I appreciate it. I did. I love slapstick. Yeah. Go I ahead. Do. do your thing, girl. I do. I think I, I might have got it out for this episode. All right. All right. Okay. Anytime you want to do it, you, you do that slapstick. I'm going to do it. It's right. black joy. You know. <laughs> just don't like it. And we're black. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so um, I was on the Twitters and someone tweeted this article about black people in sleep, mm-hmm. which I found really interesting. Um, so I wanted to talk about it here because like that's why we have a show. Yep. Um, so there was an article in the LA Times. It was an op-ed by Benjamin Reese. And um, the name of the article is African Americans Don't Sleep As Well As Whites. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It made me laugh the first time you said it earlier. It's just so funny because it's like, fuck shit. Obviously. For me, it's like, shit, I can't even sleep. Why would I rest well, yo? Why would I rest easy compared to a white man in this country? Oh, gosh. And inequality stretching back to slavery. Um, Mm. So I read the article and it was like, kind of like, duh. Right. But it was like, I think that this show, we're race nerds, so I like to talk about race in a many different aspects it, it affects people mm-hmm. so like we talk about environmental racism we talk about you know there's many different ways that 
um, racism and classism isms come into right. play when it comes to affecting populations. It sparks of mad people. ism, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as far as populations of people so um basically um like they said this stretches far back as slavery and they basically things common knowledge to me and jay but things as how we were shipped here so we were chained to each other um on wooden ships peeing on one another shitting on one another dying on one another we were supposed to like sleep Yep. nah right Mm -hmm. then when we are here um, as slaves, um, we're treated like cattle. So yep. we're, there's no comfort allowed. Nope. Um, there's no privacy allowed nope. because you're property. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. But then they went further to talk about how Thomas Jefferson actually has a quote saying that black people don't black people needed less sleep. Oh my god! Um, I saw that shit coming a mile away, yo. <laughs> Why would we? We're not human. Why would we need um, as much sleep as a living, breathing yeah. white person? Black people needed less sleep um, because we were unintelligent, unintelligent, and our bodies were mostly for our bodies were mostly capable to handle work mm-hmm. and not intellectual things. Right, right. So why would we need sleep? Why Sleeping is for the mind. Rest? Sleeping is for the mind. Oh my god! And, and we, not have, the body. we got little pea brains. Yes, yes. Oh my. There's god. another Louisiana <laughs> physician dying like it's dying laughing. <laughs> It's fucking ridiculous. Oh my god! <laughs> Louisiana physician um, during the they don't put dates, but he was a physician during the time of slavery mm-hmm. within this country. Samuel Cartwright, who conducted many sleep study and um, sleep ex- sleep medical research um, on slaves, um, basically said the same thing that mm-hmm. we don't sleep, we don't need sleep, and he also brought in the fact that. Because slaves wrapped themselves um, and smothered them, their cells with lots of blankets and pillows and stuff, that it lowered our oxygen intake. So that's why we didn't sleep as well. But um, what's fucking ridiculous is that you don't take into account that, first of all, we're sleeping on fucking ground. Outside. Outside okay. ground. Um, if it's warm, there's fucking bugs that we fucking mm-hmm. wear. I'm a make myself a burrito right, also right. um if it's cold it's fucking cold right like just 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 common sense things right. um we don't belong here yeah we're cold so <laughs> this is not our native like, climate we are not it's not like you care about what we're dressed like right like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like all of this stuff. But his conclusion was that because we like to wrap ourselves in stuff, we like the slaves yeah, like they like have a proclivity that. proclivity to wrapping the themselves in. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> that you know. Whatever. I noticed when I peeked into the fucking uh what barn that I had my slaves stacked on top of each other in. I noticed they're wrapped in all these blankets. That's not what we do in the yeah, warmth that's not of what the, we house. Do in the house. The house. Oh where we have God. like a fucking fireplace right, or some right, shit where we right. can warm ourselves. I noticed in the open air cabin that I have my <laughs> slaves uh, sleeping on top of one another in that uh, they like Wait a minute. To... Where do they get these blankets? Where do they get these blankets? <laughs> oh, my God. And he also um, came up with a term for the... He, okay, so he also said that slaves who wandered exhausted around plantations... Um, actually have a disorder oh yeah they're not tired no nope. slavery <laughs> not at all they're sick um okay. they have diastasia anthropica 
Wait, I said the last one. Mm-hmm. Antiopica. No, I said it right. Actually. Oh, that's that predates the itis. Yes, is that what that is? <laughs> but these, but these slaves didn't eat. So right. how could they have itis? How could they ever get the itis? Have... The itis is a luxury. Yeah. Okay. You know, got yeah. it. That's a privilege we got later. Right. Later. Okay. Um, so then you have that disorder, and his cure for this disorder was more slavery, hard work. <laughs> I can't with this. Hard work and open air. Oh, fresh air. And increased discipline. Oh. So that was his cure for this disorder that we got because we wandered around PlayStation. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Um, Frederick Douglass was even quoted in his memoir to say that more slaves were whipped for for sleeping Mm. than for anything else. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm reading all of this. um, And then I add my own stuff to it. So I think about like, Black people during a reconstruction period. How do you sleep a sound night when a motherfucker KKK could just raise yep. your town and yep. pull everybody out their house and just mm-hmm. murder them? Like, how do you sleep a full night where you, okay, maybe you live in a city now, you escape the South, but um, environmentally everything is different. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. all these other isms are coming. Yeah. In. Like, how do you, I like, how do you sleep a sound night mm-hmm. if you're um, typically um, poorer people work more shift jobs mm-hmm. than jobs that offer them regular sleep right. schedules like how do you sleep a sound night mm-hmm. how does that happen mm-hmm. how do you make that happen yep. so there's that and then i thought further and i think about the many things that black people in this country um people of color in this country a lot of times try to overcome is what the white supremacist capitalistic patriarchy has put on us mm-hmm. saying that we're lazy saying that yeah. we don't work enough um all of those things. So I think about myself when I think about other creators or I think about other people who always do like, I'm grinding, no sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm grinding, no sleep. And it makes me think of that. Like, I don't, maybe I could just be jumping over a bridge mm-hmm. or jumping out the window with mm-hmm. this shit, but it's like, why do we credit not sleeping right. to working hard? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's weird to me. And I think there's some 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 conversation there and some space there to like explore that. Because I used to feel that way too. It was just right. like I gotta be up and I gotta grind. I gotta do this. I gotta mm-hmm. do that. You yeah, know? me too. Um but now I'm like fuck that. I've been like fuck that for a really long time. I need to fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. I need to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know? And yeah, I just think it's ridiculous that even racism is expecting my sleep and my thoughts on yep. sleep and my relationship with sleep. Yep. And all of that shit, all I wanna do is fucking sleep. Yep. <laughs> Sleep is important. It's crazy. Now. Sleep is very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just think of the things that are not afforded to me. And sleep isn't afforded to me. Or my view on sleep was very different for a very long time because mm-hmm. of all of these isms. Mm-hmm. Um, they have nothing to do with me that I wasn't yeah. even like you know, I wasn't even aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and half the time this shit like about not sleeping is because we have our regular nine to five and then we have the shit that we're trying to do to mm-hmm. get free. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To to free ourselves of that. Yes. And it's like, well, if this is what you want, then you can't fucking sleep. Yo, you got to stay awake to fucking subvert the patriarchy. Like, you have to stay awake to do that. Like, you can't incorporate that into your day. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this is what you want, then you have to be superhuman. You have to be superhuman to escape white supremacist, capitalistic patriarchy. Yeah. Or, like, this thing's about sleeping being attached to laziness. Mm. Or, like, you slept the day away. Like, you wasted your day. Mm. Or, like, um, I appreciate my parents for not doing this, but I know many kids who, like, 
had to wake up early because like you just gotta wake up early now and it's just right. like but they're not ready to wake up yet like mm-hmm. my parents didn't do that because with so many of us my mother said the house was quiet so she just let us sleep mm-hmm. but i think of those things and it's like where do these things come from yeah. like you know and it has to be birthed somewhere i'm not saying it's birthed from that but mm-hmm. like i don't get that like let your kids sleep <laughs> let your kids yeah sleep, a lot yeah. a lot of a lot of behavioral um stuff in school like behavioral or, or bad grades or like mm. lack of stuff a lot of it is tied to lack of sleep these mm. kids don't get to sleep they fucking gotta be to school mad early yep. like their days are mad fucking long yep. and our bodies they say that that period of like that high school adolescence phase we need more sleep, need more sleep and our bodies are prone to sleeping like later like that mm-hmm. whole early morning shift that's not even how you like your body clock is supposed yeah. to work um my nephew who's been like this since birth it's really weird one of, and he's a twin so it's just interesting that mm-hmm. like the other one is not like that he has we call him the night stalker because mm-hmm. since he was a baby he just likes to be up at night and like asleep in the daytime that's his fucking schedule yeah. my sister said she was concerned she was like okay he has to like this has to be affecting his grades he got all a's and she was like, like you know okay. what do it if this works yeah. for your body do, do it. it just do it you and know, it'll and he'll be great. sleep after school and then he'll wake up yeah, and live it'll or whatever. be great if more parents can offer that to their children. Right. Um, like my parents weren't a stickler for bedtimes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But honestly, it's because they had shit to do. Right. Like yeah, as yeah, far as yeah. their priorities and parenting, it was that wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. But even my sister with her children, all of her children are night owls. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And it's never been like a thing. Yeah. Um, and they all have good grades and all fine. Mm-hmm. They get to sleep when their body tells them mm-hmm. to sleep, I mm-hmm. guess. But yeah, like um, I, I'm not saying I want to see your one year old outside with me at one in the morning, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that baby from that first Chappelle <laughs> special. It's a baby on the corner. <laughs> oh, but I do, I do think we need to take a bigger look at sleep in our relationship, to right? Sleep and, and stop shaming. Yeah, shaming people. To sleep I'm or a shaming person who loves to sleep, yeah. and even though my parents didn't give me bedtimes, this and that, I was shamed about how much I like yeah. to sleep and how late I would sleep. Like, I remember one time I slept like five p.m. Mm-hmm. and I woke up and my mother was like, "Are you pregnant? Because what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, no, I'm yeah. 12. <laughs> I never slept that late. Um, but the times when I was around my dad, I would be shamed for sleeping or sleeping in, mm-hmm. or it, beca- it. I don't know. It became very like uh yeah, like it was like a problem. Yeah, like what the fuck else do you want me to do? When yeah. I think about the shit I was harassed for, like what the fuck? What the fuck do you want from me, my nigga? What do you and want? Yo? I think about like because I listen to a lot of podcasts about business and. Uh, creatives and mm-hmm. business and blah 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 mm-hmm. and now all of them all of them and i hate it i'm not doing it yeah wake up at 5 a.m and get right. some stuff started and da, 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 da. Right. i do that sometimes but only when i wake up and i'm mm-hmm. like okay i can be up now mm-hmm. like that's not mm-hmm. going to be my every like i don't work like that yeah. that's not what i'm doing yeah it's, yeah. it's stupid to assume that everyone has the same sleep cycle it's, yeah. it's ridiculous yeah i was i was um when I was like researching and on that, like trying to figure out, okay, how do I have this dual mm-hmm. like life? It was a lot of that. Like, oh, you don't need sleep is not important. You don't need to what? How do you? And then I noticed there's a lot of white men saying it. I don't it know. Is, I just is. feel like in their life they've had more opportunities to have good rest <laughs> than I have. Like, yeah. you're not in a position to tell me not to sleep, my G. Yeah, I don't do it. I don't. Yeah. Like, I'll say maybe like once a week I wake up early, but it's because I oh, for some reason I always wake up and use the bathroom, mm-hmm. and then some days. I'll say one day a week where mm. I feel like I'm 
actually up. Right, so I'm going to do right, something. Right, right. I'm not waking up every day at five in the morning yeah. to fucking edit Miss Vixen articles or do some stuff on our mm-hmm. like I'm not mm-hmm. doing that every day. That's not the life I live. Cause after work I want to do some shit and be a thought in these streets. And I can't do that if I woke up at five o'clock in the nah, morning. You can't you can't you can't thought and be up mad early. <laughs> the two the they freaks don't come work out together. at night. My mm-hmm. life is the other way around. I support that movie. <laughs> I support it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just an article. Mm-hmm. We'll add it in the show notes if yes. you want to read it For and sure. um, get some information. And share your thoughts if you want. Definitely. So, we got T-mail from a listener. T-mail! We love when we get T-mail. Mm-hmm. Because we're just like like that. We just like to see emails from people. Yeah, and not, yeah. Like, not like chain letters That's right. and shit like that. That's right, yo. Do not chain letter me, son. I had to delete somebody off of Facebook, like a, a fellow cosplayer that, who I'd never fucking met in real life. <laughs> we never had a fucking, like, social media exchange. Why the fuck would you send me a chain letter? I got a chain letter from someone from work today, and I'm going to talk to her tomorrow. <laughs> that's not what i do yeah yo it's not it was like it was pray it was like pray for me please do this what the fuck? and it wasn't pray for me it was like say this prayer and send it to 20 people and then you know what my what friend got fuck? that i was with her um she got that she's like what i don't even know 14 people i want to pray for like what the fuck is this yeah i don't like it send me if you want me to pray for you that's cool but don't be just sending out mass like email prayers my cousin sends them she's like an auntie so i just let it rock but like if i don't know you g she got the delete with the quickness yeah i'm gonna have a talk at work this I is like not that. what my facebook inbox is for do that okay do that all right so i'm reading the letter that we got to email okay and here we go and they asked to be left anonymous I know, that's why so I we're gonna do that i'm telling the listener we're doing a podcast i'm i know it says know. keep me anonymous i'm, I'm telling the listener but oh you were gonna say it i didn't it know it, it said it in there okay sorry <laughs> sorry guys jeez yeah but i'm the mean one okay you so, are hey y'all it's me again keep me anonymous i work in the higher education field i finished grad school may 2016 and shortly after i began working at an institution Later on that month, I left my institution this April and now I am working at another institu- institution doing what I thought would be my dream job. She says she works in higher ed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I work for an educational program whose main goal is to ensure that at risk uh, students of color go to college. Nice. I immediately identified with the position because I went through the same program and thought, hey, I can really make an impact. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I work for a woman who I know. And now that I work for her, she is mean as hell. Oh. I have been at the job two weeks and she made me cry. Mm. Her making me cry is a big deal because though I am a sensitive person, I do not cry over bullshit. So I know it's a problem. I did not cry in front of her. That's Yeah, good. I quickly went to my good office you, girl. and the tears came. I basically asked her a question in the most nastiest way. She told me to not aggravate her. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just a ridiculous thing for somebody to say to you at work. And let's go on. I'm sorry. I have never been talked to in such a way my whole life. And every time I'm around her, I'm on pins and needles. This is unlike my personality as I am a very confident employee and usually a happy person at work. I have been neither of the two since I began working there. I can say now that it is and I have already started looking for a job. Good. Yes, I love the position very much. But if my work days will be like this micromanager will be with a micromanager, I much rather not continue. 
What do you all think? Should I stay or go? How do you work with the unworkable? And what makes it sucks is that she is a black woman. Two. So you think the bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She's family, so we can call her a bitch. (laughs) Let me be that again. Uh And oh gosh. And what makes it worse is that she's a black woman, too. So you think the bitch would have a sense of sisterhood, laughing my ass off. As always, peace and light to you both. Peace and light to both of you. Okay, that's the end. Thank you. Thank you thanks for trusting for us with this. Um, thanks for thinking we know things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's nice. Yes. Um, so what would, how would you do, navigate wow. this, Jay? I like that you're looking. Um, because even though this is a great position, I think the same way that you got to this job, you can get to another one. That's yeah, you can get to another one that maybe does these things or does similar things or whatever. This is not the only show in town. Um, and even though like the movement, like whatever your movement is, like how you call it, like this kind of like you feel is like the kind of work that you want to do, even though the movement is important, like your self-care and your mental health is priority. If those things are not um, prioritize it makes it harder to put yourself into the movement or the position to take care of and serve others um, so I like that you're looking for another position uh, this is bullying that kind of like don't aggravate me thing I think that you should I have a suggestion okay um, when you find your new job I think when you put in your two weeks you should do an exit interview and let these bitches know okay because you're leaving a job anyway. Should she not have this conversation while she's still there? Because what I was going to say was I think that regardless, I think you should be documenting every incident. Like that whole don't aggravate me. That's an incident right there. Don't aggravate me. That's not saying like that's not a work thing. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. not saying, hey, when you come into my office or when you say this particular thing to me, it distracts me from doing what that's like. You're you're annoying. You're pissing me off. That's not. That should be documented. I get that, but it's I in my experience with jobs, HR don't do shit. Right. Um, HR typically has the back of the superiors, mm-hmm. like whoever's higher for some reason. Their word is always taken yeah. as has more weight than mm-hmm. you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And so she's already looking for a job, and mm-hmm. it seems that this already has made the decision to just right. find other work. I don't think I think your voice in this matter should still be heard. So that's why I was like, if you're planning to leave anyway maybe schedule an exit interview and let them know your grievances and let them know their problems. I think that too many employers get away with people quitting and walking away and not even understanding like that they're at fault for leaving the job Mm -hmm. because um, who fucking schedules exit interviews? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what I think she should do. Um, She can document and talk to someone, but well, I think it should be regardless to well, whether you talk to. Well, she can document and show those documents during the exit interview. Right. Yeah. So, regardless to who you talk to, or even if, right? I think I agree with the exit interview thing. But even if you don't say shit to anybody, have that shit written down on paper because you might decide later on that you need to fucking sue somebody. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it should just be documented. I usually um, make a note to myself in email, and the email gives it like a, ten- a timestamp. Like this is what the fuck happened to me, and this is what happened, and yada yada yada. Um, and then the details of whatever it is is fresh in your mind if you can or whatever. Do you think she should talk to the lady? Um, I don't know because I feel like I would. Yeah. But um, this woman don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, I think she could. I think she should talk to the lady 
and she thinks the lady is receptive to a conversation mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. if she does talk to the lady someone else should be there um, yeah. it shouldn't be a one-on-one thing right because they're going to take that woman's word over hers i think if the woman has enough gall to say you're aggravating me and not feel like anything could happen right. to her that she can say that shit to you mm-hmm. that it, it she is very comfortable in that space and mm-hmm. thinks nobody's gonna check her mm-hmm. um so if she did have a conversation someone should be there it shouldn't just be a one-on-one right um because she might still torture you and mm-hmm. um, no one even knows mm-hmm. why or whatever. You know, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like always cover your bases. Always look for your back. Like cover your back. Mm-hmm. So having a witness there is you covering your back. Right. An allied witness. Yeah. How do you, who would do that? Who would sit in on that conversation if not like both of their supervisor or just? Well, I know for me, I've had like the job I have now and the job I had, mm-hmm. eventually they started doing this because we became unionized. Mm-hmm. We like let's say if they're writing you up or you're having these conversations, they would have someone witness as far as supervisor or manager, and then you can pick someone else to witness too. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know like the policies of your job or how you go about that, but I find it ridiculous if you cannot have someone else that you trust be in a conversation yeah. also. Yeah. Um, that sounds like ethically wrong mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I need this person to be here too. No, right. like it just right. doesn't yeah, I did that before. Way back, I had to pull a white lady aside and ask her what the fuck her problem was. And, I, yeah, I pulled somebody into mm-hmm. conversation like, hey, can so-and-so... Because there is no trust. So yeah. I can't... I don't trust you to sit by myself and have this conversation. Yeah. So I want to have a neutral witness and they can, you know, they can sit in on it or whatever. Because my thing is, even if she is leaving that job, she's got to feel comfortable working there for the time that, that she's, she's there. there. Yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, I think having the conversation may put you at risk of angering this um, psycho lady, but I think that that's okay, right? You just document that shit. It can't get worse. Can it get worse? Yeah, it can. Okay, it can get worse, but. I feel that if you, I'm only thinking from this space because she already thought about looking for another job. Yeah. So I'm already thinking exit strategy. That's okay. probably why I'm not thinking about how to rectify and fix the problem. Right, but but looking for another job can take a while. So if she's there for another three months while she's looking, how do we coast three months without her losing it? Mm, you know? I guess, but that's not... Okay, so her documenting it, how is that coasting it? No, I don't think that that helps fix it. That was just... A, that's a separate thing. I think uh-huh. anything that that crazy lady does, that needs to be written down because you never know when you're going to have to pull it out and she sounds like a, like hot and messy. So who knows what kind of case she may be building on her. So that's just like a maintenance issue, mm-hmm. documenting it. Um, but just in terms of like, I think making an attempt at talking to her with like what you said, having a witness there or whatever mm-hmm. could help... Um, could help the situation in some way. She at least knows that you're paying attention to the fact that she's being abusive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes people are abusive in that way and they're fine with it as long as you don't say shit about it. But when you bring it to their attention, it's like, oh, you noticed that I'm being shitty to you? Or, oh, it's like... And if you have a witness, then it's like, you notice it and now someone else is aware that this is something that mm-hmm. you've been experiencing. So, I don't know. Yeah. I guess. I guess do both things i don't know how comfortable she is with talking with the person mm-hmm. um the reason why i don't know how comfortable she is with talking with the person is because she like did she ask us if we should if she should talk to the person or not she was just asking what to do to stay or to go 
would say go. Yeah, definitely go. I would go. Definitely I don't think go. any job is worth my um like you don't feel safe. Yeah. No job is worth you not feeling right, safe. Safe. Right, like right, right. none. Mm-hmm. Um and you're not safe there. Nope. You shouldn't be on pins and needles at work. Yeah, the no, job isn't cool. you don't work at the pins and needles factory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pins and needle palace. Yeah, like yeah. you shouldn't feel like that at work. You just you just really should not feel like that at work. Again, I'm an avoider, I'm an abandoner, or something's not working mm-hmm. for me, I'll just be out. So that's and then you, I think, as a person, you also find peace in the fact that, oh, well, I'm leaving anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So maybe that's that. Sometimes I feel like that, but then sometimes it's like, okay, well, I still have, how do I push through? You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily give me enough peace, but maybe that's a lesson that we can learn from you, is that have peace in knowing that this is just some a brief, temporary situation, and then you just dare to get your check. Until you yeah. find what's next, yeah, you know, yeah, that's if you're easy. I'm, I'm very, I'm able to disassociate from things. Yeah, so I don't know your ability to disassociate. Mm-hmm. So if your ability to disassociate is, excuse me, is not strong, mm-hmm. then you should probably um, figure out ways to coast. What right. things can you do to be there? Mm-hmm. I just am very easy at dissociating. Right, like, right, 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 like, right. That's just very easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's not for you, then it is. I think Jay's advice is actually better mm-hmm. because you're not going to dissociate in a way right. in which I was. And where right. where me knowing that I'm looking for a job is enough. Mm-hmm. For me, that would be enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if that's not enough for you, then you should try to figure out ways to um, figure it out. Or maybe like talk to other people in the office and see if they get the same energy from her. Because mm-hmm. maybe she's just a bitch and has nothing to do with you. And then maybe right. that conversation is easier to have. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's I, the other thing is that it definitely has nothing to do with you. Whatever it is. Yeah. Even if she feels like it is you, it has nothing to do with you. There's no reason to treat somebody like that at work. That's just, that's just, no. Yeah, she sounds like she's miserable. Yeah, she sounds like a miserable, messy bitch and a scammer who doesn't know how to work with other black women at work. Honestly, yeah. I can't imagine when I work with other black women, honestly, I and I go out of my way just cuz we deal with so much other shit. shit. I go out of my way to make it a team effort. I don't give a shit if we don't even work in the same department mm-hmm. or we work on other floors. When yeah. I see a black woman working in my building, I'm like, "Hey, how's it going? Oh, where are you working? Oh, okay, cool or whatever." To me, that's like a built-in ally, and yeah. I know everybody doesn't work it that way, but I make an effort and then mm-hmm. when I see that you oh, you cuz I worked with a crazy janky bitch forever and yeah that was just like oh she doesn't know how to work with other black women at work and and eventually it just was something that made me sad for her she just looked like a joke you know what i'm saying so this lady sounds like a joke sounds like a big joke so maybe you find more peace in that too sounds like a big joke and she sounds like um it's kind of like what we talked about before. People don't understand that white supremacy and capitalism make you think that they can only be one. Yeah. Um, make you think this person's coming for your spot right. and like all this other shit that's mm-hmm. like basically bullshit. And when you feed that energy, you mm-hmm. feed that right. capitalistic, um, racist, white supremacist yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we said, it has nothing to do with you. This could just be her. Right. Um, feeding those ideals because that's yeah. what she, the fuck she a lot of people is. do black at work differently yes you know what i'm saying like there's a way to be black at work and some people their way is has to it is shitting on other black people at work yeah unfortunately um but i think um it looks good uh, for, for the mask right even even if this woman because she says she knew her before this even if 
she seemed like she was excited to have you come on board. Maybe the reality of having you there was like, oh shit, now I'm working with this other black lady and I don't really want to work with another black lady. You know? It's fucked up. But no, it's not your problem. It's her problem. And I'm excited for your new job, yo. I am too. Hit us up when you get the new job. Yeah, let us know how it goes, yo. We appreciate you. We hope this was helpful on some level. And if you do do an exit interview, could we like know what you say? Yes. (laughs) Let us know. Be honest, yo. Be honest. Go come in here with your documentations. Yes. Yes. Be honest. What? For news that's not news. News that's not news. Let's go into it. Okay. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon, Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways, with a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. Um... The title of this article is Judge Allows White Alabama Town to Return to Segregation. Um, so basically, uh, this town is called... Whitesfield? No. <laughs> no, it's called Gardendale. So you weren't too far off. <laughs> it's called Gardendale. So just north of Birmingham, Alabama, sits, a tiny, sits the tiny suburb of Gardendale. While Birmingham's 74% Black population ranks... Ranks it as America's fourth blackest city. Gardendale's population is 88% white. Um, Their median family income is more than double that of Birmingham, giving the small town a lucrative tax break, tax base, excuse me. So basically what the town of Gardendale wants to do is separate into a smaller school district. So right now their kids go to school with the black kids in surrounding, surrounding Birmingham neighborhoods, Jefferson County, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And they want to break off into a smaller County. They went to the courts to do this. um, And the judge was like, yo, this is wild racist and it's unacceptable for these 20 reasons. But I can't stop you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Let's do it anyway. Live your whitest life. Looks like fun. Live your bliss. Um, yeah, <laughs> Have so, your white joy. Exactly. So they gave them permission. The judge gave them permission after this lengthy God. explanation. I still don't understand. I couldn't grasp from the article why that shit was okay. Why the judge was like, I guess go ahead and do it anyway. And you know, this is wild racist. Um, but yeah, they're splitting off in this town of Alabama. And so I, I read this and I was like, oh, this sounds like standard issue white supremacy. There's yeah. nothing to see here. This is regular everything. Nothing happening here. Nothing happening here, folks. Let's uh, move along. Yeah. This is business as usual. Yeah. Um, but I mentioned it to you and you said something interesting. Yeah, when you mentioned it to me, I was like, eh. like I don't like the, insens- the insistence on when it comes to racism in the U.S. that we focus on... Um, we don't always focus on, but I, I maybe mass mass media mm-hmm. or whatever try to focus on the segregation in the South, right? And how the South institutes these things, and yeah. how the South has this problem. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, this is an American problem. I live in New York City, which is right now the most segregated school school system in the fucking country, mm-hmm. right here in New York City. Mm-hmm. But you know, like that isn't yeah. the main topic. Right. That isn't the news. That's not news. Right. Um. And it irks me. Cities like Boston. Boston is another city that has high segregation in the school districts. Mm-hmm. And it's on purpose. Right. It's not by accident. Right. It's a systematic thing. It's not one judge saying blah. It's lots of people um, fucking 
lots of people in urban planning and all mm-hmm. of that shit that are doing this and it doesn't seem to be a problem because the cities are metropolis filled with diversity and we mm-hmm. don't have these problems yep. racism is a southern issue and mm-hmm. the backward racist yep. place that you could is be here. on the train with black folks here it's you all know? good but what you notice is that when we're on the trains with everyone mm-hmm. people have their designated places where exactly. they get off the train exactly the city is still very segregated and yep. how we're, where we live where we're schooled mm-hmm. we just all kind of come to manhattan to work yep. but yep. You know, it's a very segregated city. And when I, as I've been exploring this and looking into this stuff, when I realized Boston is is very similar mm-hmm. um, as far as the school districts are concerned, mm-hmm. Boston is another city where they bus a lot of kids. So they feel that if we take these kids from these inner city neighborhoods and, the inner city. and bus the them to these, these better white schools that yeah. were doing something to um, help these people right. encounter this segregation. And it's like, nah, just take away these things and let people go to whatever school they want to fucking go to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to bust. You don't have to fucking mm-hmm. um, create charter schools and all right, of this shit right. for people to have access to education. Mm-hmm. Just just take away those segregation lines mm-hmm. when it comes to school. You don't or, have to do all these other things. Or you could actively zone the schools so that you have a diverse makeup of your schools. Exactly. And that helps That helps with tax funding but that's and hard shit to like do. that for schools. That's hard to uh-huh. do because of the way they zone stuff based on how urban planning is. Right. So they make it so all of these people live in this space Rest. and all of these people pay taxes just to that school. Rest. So that's why they get to like do mm-hmm. that. So it's like beyond just how they do the school systems. Yeah. It's, it's like, how do we um, zone people and where they live? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another thing too. Cause like if you, I'm noticing a lot now, this ad that's on the subway um, where it's like, as far as when you look at when you're looking for an apartment in the city mm-hmm. and it's like school zone and mm-hmm. like all of this stuff and people like me don't have the privilege to say let me pick where my child lives based on school zones i just could only live where i afford mm-hmm. and then maybe i can see if there's a charter school my child can go to right. because i can't you know whatever like when i was a kid my mom lied my whole life except for high school mm-hmm. well i went to private school when mm-hmm. i was really really young then when I was went to public school, my mother had to lie about my address so I can go to school on 96th Street right. and not the bum-ass school that was across the street from my right. house in the Bronx. But now there are parents being arrested for that. Mm. Like, how do you... I don't have children, but I think about that all the time. Like, I don't know how I would educate my child. Mm-hmm. Like, these schools that they zone people who live in poor neighborhoods are fucking horrible. Yeah. And then if I try to get into charter school it's like all of these hoops and whatever mm-hmm. and then to me the charter school the charter charter school system is still saying only a certain um exceptional child deserves mm-hmm. education right. everyone deserves education yeah. if, if that's really what it is then why do we have all these fucking hoops and whatever just so mm-hmm. my fucking child can fucking do timetables you know, to, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's, because it's, it's still based on yeah it's still based on white supremacy and everyone doesn't deserve an education no, that notion not. that everyone doesn't deserve it and you have to prove if you're black or brown you have to prove that you're exceptional in order to be granted yes. a certain level or status of and education. and you have to seek outside of your neighborhood or mm-hmm. seek outside of your spaces yeah. in order to um gain access mm-hmm. which is i remember you and i having this conversation a few weeks ago which is which feeds the narrative that we have to leave where we're from to get better things mm-hmm. and also feeds the narrative that we don't need to nurture where we're from right. to get better things right. um it's just run out and that and that feeds white supremacy too is yes. that if you teach everybody in the hood that they need to run, run out, out 
leave, then it keeps this neighborhood, it keeps it Where oppressed. It, yes. it keeps it so none of us are getting out, leaving, and I'm I'm not going back to the Bronx after I get my scholarship or whatever yeah. to nurture that shit. I'm trying to get whoever's closest to me. Let's get us out. out. And then that's it. And then I don't have to worry, worry about, about these type of yeah. black and brown folks anymore because I have ascended this shit. Yeah. And then it keep, maintains the power structure of capitalism in which somebody has to be on the bottom. Because yes. if so, if I'm not seen, if I don't see my community as something that's holding me and my people back, then I'm going to go back and try and help that community. Yeah. And that's going to disrupt How the power structure. How dare you go back right. with your education exactly. and your fancy degrees. Why would you go back, yo? And go back to the hood. Nah, and, then, and then it's within us. I was having this conversation with London Bay. But then it's with us when, let's say someone does go back or does whatever. It's like, wow, you're making all this money. Why are you going back to the hood? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you? Like, mm-hmm. all, all, like yeah. it's, it's like this cycle of yeah. like self-hate. Mm-hmm. Um but I've even experienced where I thought that people, because I'm from the hood, but in my mind, I always just felt that I was better because my mother and my parents always sent me to these other places right. to do these other things mm-hmm. with these other kind of people who, like, I'm in gymnastics with these people rather than being on a block playing double dutch with these people, right. like, all of these things. Or, like, that sense of thinking that people who are in the hood or still remain in the hood, they're there because they want to be there. Yeah. Or they're there because they didn't try mm-hmm. anything. Or they're there because... They just think that that's all the world is. Right. And you know, you know the, the story about the person mm-hmm. who's never left their block. Yeah. Yep. You know, like that type mm-hmm. of thing. We, we are made to hate mm-hmm. that person, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all like we're talking about schools, but all of this stuff is fucking connected. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why when you said that, I was like, I don't know if that's news. It's not news mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. um that's happening right in the city I live in and no one talks right, about right, it. Right. And that's a part of white supremacy too yes. is that they want you to think, no, this doesn't happen here. This is a problem over there. Over there. That's something that only happens in the South. Yes. Don't worry about that here. Mm-hmm. We're good we over got, here. We got like concrete streets yeah. and shit up here. Don't worry about Don't racism here. So yeah, this, this yeah, gives you something to think about. Yes. How all this stuff is kind of, not kind of, is connected. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the tea. That's the tea. <laughs> um, you ready for the pit? Yes. All right. I'm ready for the pit. To the pit. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. The pit is where we throw our fucking undesirables, people, places, things that we don't like. Or that we're mad at. It's what we hate. Yes. Foster the negativity. Yes. Negativity. Negativity. And I just want to say that negativity is a natural occurrence. Yep. I'm tired of the stay positive all the time nope. stuff. Not um, into it. Yeah, like, yes, I love positivity. But you know what? Fuck shit happens. Mm-hmm. So I have to address it and mm-hmm. talk about it mm-hmm. and get it out. Because oh, otherwise I pollute my insides you don't want with that. negativity. You don't want that. So, yeah. So, I had a tooth pulled. My last wisdom tooth. Okay. It's out. Great. How come wisdom teeth are so fucking stupid? I don't know. Something with evolution. I don't know, it's man. Dumb. I don't know. I think I need, I've never gotten one pull. You have them all in your mouth? Mm-hmm. All four? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I had some crowding. So anyway, but this one had to come out. It's the last one that came out. Mm-hmm. All good. I'm at the pharmacy trying to get my Vicodin. Yeah. Yeah. Jay's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> 
Anyways, I'm there trying to get my Vicodin painkillers. I'm in pain a little bit. Um, this white lady approaches. You know how some white ladies, have, like old white ladies, have like a kind smile and like kind eyes and shit. She didn't have those things. Just, <laughs> just want to like throw that in there. She didn't look like somebody's friendly grandma. She didn't look like your first grade teacher. She just looked like an old white lady that may or may not have been in the film Get Out, right? <laughs> so she looked like one of those white ladies from the party. Even though she was smiling at me, she did look like one of those white ladies, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm already on high alert. Yeah. So I'm at the end. I'm really not in the mood for the shits because I'm in pain. Yeah. So she says, oh, your hair is remarkable, blah, 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 blah. What is your hair looking like? Uh, I had my big, um, my big white gray storm afro situation uh-huh. happening. Um, so yeah, so she's like, oh, your hair is remarkable. Thanks, lady. That's me. Thanks, lady. Um, is it heavy? Nope. It's very light, lady. And I'm, I'm, I'm responding, but I'm being short. Um, it seems like you're being dismissive too. Like this is. I'm trying. This is something I don't want. Right, inviting. right. This is something I don't want. So she asked if it was heavy. Oh, she's opened with, of course, is it all yours? I'm like, it's mine because I bought it. So that's how it started, right? Mm-hmm. So if I look you in your face and I'm like, it's mine because I bought it, lady. Thanks. And I move on and I turn away from you. Why the fuck are you still talking to me yeah. unless you're like an old white lady who thinks you could just keep talking to me because I'm black and I'm supposed to fucking answer you. you so anyway, right. So you I'm like, it's bitch. mine. Right. I'm like, it's mine because I bought it. Thanks. You answer me, nigger bitch. Answer me. <laughs> and then, right. So then she asked me if it's fucking heavy. So I'm like, nah, it's not heavy. It's very light. She asked one more ridiculous question that I didn't remember or whatever, but I'm really, I'm just trying to get this Viking in. Um, then she says, well, I'd like to take it and wear it to the Kentucky Derby. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I just looked at her and gave her that. That like face where you frown up your face and you're not really smiling. You make you squint your eyes real deep and it's like the fakest smile that you can muster up. And then I just turned away and I was waiting for her to finish at the counter so I could look at the black lady behind it and be like, yo, did you hear that fucking crazy shit? Yeah. Um, but then my tampons were ringing up the wrong price after I got the bike <laughs> in and I had to go to the front and I wanted to kill them behind. the. So I never got that moment because I needed that moment. I needed to look at another brown person's face yeah, and be like, hey, guys, hey, whoa, hey, anybody see this? Uh-huh. The only reason I didn't do it in that moment is because the lady with the glassy eyes who looked like her kids nursed from a black slave's bosom. That lady, she looks 100. I didn't want her to die on sight, right? I wouldn't have minded. I know, I know. I just, you know, the surgery I had had. still respect old people. I still respect old people. It's terrible. I want to shake this respect. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, or else, right, if she was a younger woman, I would have had that moment out in public and been like, yo, you think that's that's cool to say? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But she had that cataracts look and shit. I didn't want her to die right there. So I never got that moment. So here we are. I'm throwing her in the pit. Um, and you guys, white folks, check your grandparents. Because then I posted this on Facebook, like, so this crazy shit happened to me. Yeah. And so white folks were in there like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I'm sorry. And then somebody said, oh, she probably thought she was complimenting you. And I was like, racist folks mm-hmm. always think or want to posit it like this is a compliment. Because that's the thing of racism. First of all, the fact that they're even talking to me is supposed to be a compliment. It's supposed to be complimentary that a white person is talking to a yeah. nigger bitch. And that they're saying anything or observe any fucking observational shit is supposed to be check your fucking old racist yes. grandparents. They're Seriously. out here in these streets on the Upper East yes. Side saying crazy shit to unsuspecting black women mm-hmm. trying to get their Vicodin. And they need to be checked or they could be hurt. 
Because I'm trying to shake this respectability. I'm, and if this happens I'm to me again this, soon, I might say, hurt them. I'm yeah. going to say this to this old white lady. Be happy it was Jay. Yeah, if it was be you, it would have been Jay. a problem. She would have had a heart attack. I don't think I would have hit her. Because right. I still know the logistics. The logistics. Right, right, still right. still a black girl. Right. You're still a white lady. You might have sent her to cardiac arrest, though, like, just off of the blood. conversation. Yeah, like, yeah. you'll make a fucking mm-hmm. one order episode about this mm-hmm. incident shit. Mm-hmm. But I would have said something. Yeah. I would. I do want to say, when you posted that on Facebook, I read it, and I was like, <gasps> at my right. desk, and all the girls was like, what happened? And then mm-hmm. I read it, and they all was like, <gasps> and we all yeah. had a moment of silence, because yeah. we was all fucking mad. Yeah. Like, all but, of us were mad. She wants to take it off of my body. Okay, that's number one. At the Kentucky, and then at wear the, it to the Kentucky Derby. They wear hats. They wear big hats. They don't wear hair. Yo, also. Your hair is a hat, is what she's saying. We're in New York, son. So you've taken it all the way to this, like, elite white event, right? Yeah. And you're going to fucking wear, wear my hat. Wear, wear her. Wear my hair to the Kentucky Derby. Wear her person as a necessary. Wow. Shout out to all the young black professionals that make going to the Kentucky Derby a I fucking think. event, yo. Fuck Cheers to shit. you. Fuck I hope shit. you see her there in the skybox. Yes. Anyway. Wearing a replica of Jay's hair. Replica <laughs> of my hair. Or some other, some other fucking black body parts from the movie Get Out. Or maybe you'll see me there fucking in the sunken place. Okay? As, as some fucking <laughs> white lady slave. Yourself. Yeah. She probably got her eyes fixed with, probably. with Henrietta Lax's cells. Like, probably. probably had a great sleep probably. because she's white. I was there. I was like, whose fucking grandma uh, is this, yo? Everybody yeah. check out, find out where your grandma is and what black people she's torturing. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, seriously. That's crazy. Um, that so is wild sorry style. That happened. Yeah, it was like um, this is too much, yo. And I, these fucking tampons are eight forty nine, and you charging me fucking nine dollars, and I won't stay. I want my fifty cents. Yeah, and I'm gonna get it. Fuck. Anyway, so it was rough. Um. Secondly, I would like to throw myself in the pit. Oh. Okay. I did a black hair faux pas. Okay. So I'm at work. I meet this new black girl. Right. She's uh working as a temp. When she was introduced to me. The uh, dingbat who introduced us just said, hey, this is Kim. I was like, hey, Kim. Instead of saying, hey, this is Kim. She's working over and such and such. I was doing a million things. So I'm like, hey, Kim, how's it going? Da, 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 da. Had a twist. She had a twist out. So I was like, okay, great. Number one, another black girl. Number two, another natural hair black girl. Yeah. This is exciting. Uh, that was like maybe Thursday. I saw her again with the twist out on Friday. Cool, cool, cool. Monday comes around. I get on the elevator. Um, is somebody going to my floor and like a whole new black lady in the elevator or whatever, right? So I Wait, push. So there's three black women in this building now? Seems like it, right? So I push the I push my floor and then I turn to the new black lady. I'm like, hey, where are you going? She's like, I'm going to four. We met last week. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the same black as this Kim that I met last week, but now the twist out girl has her hair in a ponytail, like a slick back ponytail, yeah. and this fucking disoriented me like a fucking white person. And I, I acted like I had never seen this girl before. And I actually had to apologize. I was like, first of all, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> we met before. I remember now. Second of all, this was not very sister girl of me. Like, you just it's just a ponytail. I just want you to know that I acknowledge that this was unacceptable. 
And I'm sorry for that. Okay. Yeah, and say? you look adorable. She laughed and it was cool. But it was just, it really honestly was just me not really paying that much attention mm-hmm. because I was glad to, I, and honestly, I don't remember her name even right now. Like, mm-hmm. It's nice to see another black girl in the office or whatever, but sometimes when I meet people, I just don't absorb that shit. I'm like, oh, I'll see them again. Yeah. Or I'll ask someone so what their name was. Mm-hmm. Or I just didn't take it in. I was like, oh, okay, another black girl. I'm with this. And then I saw her on Monday and I was like, well, what floor are you going to, yeah. stranger? <laughs> you know? I like that she said something because I came to a point, I change my hair all the time. Mm-hmm. And people are always like, oh, we met. And I'm like, yeah, we have da da da. Right. And I used to excuse, like, yeah, I change my hair a lot, but I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, we met last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because, yeah, yeah. like, I have the right. same face regardless right. of what hairstyle right. I have. Like, what yes. the fuck? Did, yes. did you only see my hair and yes. take my hair and that's it? Like, yeah. what the fuck is that? And I might have only seen her hair. I might yeah. have been like, oh, okay, that's my Shea Moisture sister. Hey, girl. Not Shea Moisture. No, I'm just else. saying she was just as, fe- as oh. affected by this uh, Shea Moisture <laughs> disaster as I was. We have a bond now. Yeah. Then she showed up with the slick back ponytail. And I was like, who is this person? So ridiculous. That's what happened. She didn't use the same moisture that day. She's testing. She's testing maybe, products. Maybe, maybe because <laughs> I cannot get my hair in a slick back ponytail. Like, You're not a four C. There's no way you got that shellac no, back there you like can. that. You can, it but it didn't on how look. Even your hair is. It, it depends on that easy. Um, she probably tied it down. She probably maybe. used gel. Like this way. It's this way to do it. I've it done was it. very, very tight back. I was like, wow, this is witchcraft. Yeah, so anyway, my response to her was very white. And um, I apologize. I just wanted to make public uh, atonement to the rest of my sister worlds. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to start looking people in the eye when uh, I'm introduced to them. That's nice. Instead of being, because all I could think of is, why is this person introducing me to somebody, Kim? Does she fucking clean the bathroom? Where? What department does she work in? It doesn't matter. She's just Kim. Right? It was another black girl introduced me. That's why it made me even more upset. But then anyway, I committed my own black girl faux pas. So <laughs> none of us are above it. None of us We're are still above under it. the same system. We're all under the same system of white supremacy. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. You're right. If it all fails, blame white supremacy. You're right. That's how I live my life. You're right. I'm going to learn Kim's name on it's Monday. It's usually a way that to connect it to white supremacy. Mm-hmm. It's connected. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, this was fun. Yes. I would yes. like to go and re-up on my Vicodin. I didn't want to take it before doing this. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we you just know? drink tea here. We don't do drugs. No, Some not yet. <laughs> not yet. You're not in that bracket. As soon yet. as we hit the hundred thousand bracket. listeners, then we're gonna start <laughs> coking it up before the coke episode. What kind of coke are you having this episode <laughs> instead of tea? Oh man, well, I'm having some straight from Columbia. Hey, <laughs> hot class. Yeah. Um. So I think we did a show. Yes, we did. If you guys want to uh, follow the show, please be sure that you subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, all those places where you listen to your favorite podcasts. We are there. Um, Make sure that you are following us on iTunes. I'm sorry. On on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. Um, we're on Facebook, Tea with Queen and J. We are on Tumblr, Tea with Queen and J. And you can send us an email at, or T-mail rather, haha, at Tea with Queen and J at gmail.com. <laughs> we're good at that. Um, <laughs> and be sure to check out our website, uh, Tea with Queen and J.com. And we have some things coming up. Yeah, we do. Get ready, yo. Get we'll start talking about it soon. Ready. But yeah, we have some stuff like coming really up. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? That is all. Okay.
Uh, Black, Lives Black Lives Matter. Say her name. Black Sleep Matters. That's right. Disability to white. white. Stop killing trans women. Pay black women. Give black women your money. Listen to black women. You deserve everything you want. You deserve you it. You deserve it, yo. You fucking you deserve, you deserve it. it. You deserve sleep. You deserve to date the kind of man you're attracted to instead yep. of fucking dating these raggedy ass bum ass Negroes who are oh just gonna God. be trifling anyway. Just as you might as well date an attractive one if he's just gonna be shit at the end of it all anyway. <laughs> That's my new motto. You're gonna be shit. You know what? I date motherfuckers six feet and above. You're all trash anyway. <laughs> okay. Not slumming it, dating a fucking hunchback. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that happened to me once, yo. You dated a hunchback person? He was damn near hunchback. It was self-inflicted. It wasn't even like, this is oh, my this condition. Oh, No, it was like, oh, I fucking busted my shoulder and never went to the doctor because I'm a bum-ass person. Well, that's because he doesn't trust the medical system. Right. <laughs> right. He was just a bum-ass, yo. And then had the nerve to be trifling. Got the nerve to be. I'm never dating a hunchback again, yo. Y'all are out. <laughs> Y'all are out. Okay, I'm tall. I want to date motherfuckers six feet above and attractive. Okay, so that when they break up with me because they're trash, at least I got something out of it. Okay. Am I done with that rant? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I didn't have enough caffeine. Anyway, um... I think it's time for your Vicodin. <laughs> okay, time to go. Love you. Bye. Bye. Tenía siete años apenas, apenas siete años. ¿Qué siete años? No llegaba a cinco siquiera. De pronto unas voces en la calle me gritaron negra. ¡Negra! 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 ¿Soy acaso negra? Me dije. Sí. ¿Qué cosa es ser negra? Negra. Yo no sabía la triste verdad que aquello escondía. Negra. Y me sentí negra. Negra. Como ellos decían. Negra. Y retrocedí. Negra. Como ellos querían. Negra. Yo di mis cabellos y mis labios gruesos y miré apenada mi carne tostada y retrocedí. Negra. Y retrocedí.